Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Here you go. Here you go. Holiday the nothing personal word of the day it's not the song by madonna which i love by the way holiday hey it would be so nice it's not the movie which i enjoyed from 2006 with cameron diaz and jude law and kate winslet that was a good movie no that's not why holiday is the word of the day nothing personal is celebrating july 4th no that's not why either Holiday. Do you know when you send a FedEx and you have to check the box that says Saturday delivery or standard or rush it overnight today? Holiday. Can you imagine as we are sitting here today that there are major league baseball teams who are not conducting spring training workouts because the tests that they took for COVID-19 have not been processed yet by Elder Cunningham in Utah and the results sent back to the teams because of a holiday? Because FedEx doesn't pick up on holidays? Yes, they do. Because people forgot to check the box on the FedEx slip? Maybe. Because there's total mass chaos and disorganization? Guaranteed. Background. Testing. We've heard that. I mean, I've talked about it nonstop. Baseball's trying to come back. Regular season starts July 23rd. That is only in 17 days. Four teams play. Of course, we don't know that because the schedule is not being released until 6 p.m. tonight, July 6th. You've heard rumors. Do you know why MLB is doing that? By the way, Coke, a total side note, not in the rundown. MLB is releasing the schedule in a show, a special show tonight at 6 p.m., trying to do it like the NFL schedule reveal or the NBA, what a big news it will be. So it was supposed to come out in the morning. Then they decided that MLB Network is going to make it a show and it's got a sponsor. Coincidentally, it's the sponsor, Camping World, who is sponsoring Summer Camp, which is what they're calling Spring Training Part Deux. I call it Part Deux. Summer Camp? There's nothing campy about this. But that said... Summer Camp presented by Camping World. Now the schedule reveal sponsored by Camping World as part of its overall package. I assure you that's a little added value for them. Not exactly paying more money in that sponsorship deal to get this great big schedule reveal. It's not like when your favorite college football team reveals its schedule four years in advance or your football team when you know your opponents, but you don't know the days and then you know the days, you don't know the times, then you've got the times. Is it a national game? Is it not? All this excitement. Yes, baseball wants to create that. 
but you can't artificially create it. You try to build a little equity maybe in what you're doing, but it's hard. So the schedule is coming out. It's going to start four teams, reportedly Yankees, Nats, Giants, Dodgers. will start the season on July 23rd. If you're listening to this after, then you know it. But part of playing baseball requires testing. Testing. Test, testing. Testing, can you hear me? 8675309, testing. It's sort of simple. You do the Q-tip, maybe a saliva. You put it in a box. You FedEx it to Utah. They look at it. They test it. They give you the results. However, you can't be on the field if you have a test pending. So there needs to be continuous testing. That's the whole point and the only way that baseball will be able to continue in its non-bubble atmosphere. So the Astros today, the Nationals, the A's, the Angels, four out of 30 teams at a minimum have canceled their workouts because they do not feel it is safe. And are they right? Oh, yes, they are. Can you imagine that you test your employees or your family or your students or your teachers or whatever it is? There's testing on Wednesday, and then you all get together for an activity, and then you get the results on Friday. Well, what happens to the people who are positive? Do they participate? They have to because you don't know who's positive versus who's negative. It's completely insane to assume that everyday testing with everyday results coming in is not the way to go here. So why is baseball not ready for what's been happening. So Sean Doolittle is a pitcher for the Nationals, and he's pretty outspoken. He came out today and blamed MLB's lack of readiness in terms of the testing protocols. He blamed it on the fact that there was so much attention on the economic agreement and on the negotiating back and forth that the health issues were not properly taken into account, and not enough planning was done. Remember, this is the same guy who has been outspoken about all the health risks as it relates to playing baseball during time of pandemia. But what Sean Doolittle is not telling you is that it is completely different, and the commissioner's office and the union is more than capable of having more than one item on its agenda. While MLB was negotiating the economic agreement on salaries with the players, they were also working on the logistics of return to play. They were working with traveling secretaries. They were working with clubhouse people. They were working with GMs and presidents and other owners. And they were working to develop the health safety protocol that came out last week over 100 pages. They had a deal in place with the testing agency. Everything was buttoned up and perfect. What was missing? Well, when you're starting a business, what do you need to do to make sure that you have properly prepared everything? It's called a soft opening. When we built Marlins Park, we had events. We did a couple high school games. Then we did a couple exhibition games, all with differing capacities. Don't insert the joke that we didn't need to practice at all with a full stadium because opening day was full. 
we did soft openings to practice what it would be like as more and more people would come as we would learn to understand how things worked in the ballpark. When you open a restaurant, you have a soft opening. You open a few tables at a time, you get the chef, you get the cooks, you get it all working out. You see about the reservation system. When you have a manufacturing plant that makes a ladder, you don't start with a million ladder order. You get the factory up and going. You see how it gets assembled and shipped and you build. Did anyone actually think that the 101-page health and safety protocol items menu that they would be followed without a hitch, with perfection, and by everyone? What kind of delusion was, were you or anybody under thinking that these hiccups would not occur? Do you think it's all going to work perfectly when the NBA gets back in the bubble? We'll get back to that. I don't want to get off track and off focus. I want to stay with baseball and say to Sean Doolittle and to Mike Rizzo, the president and GM of the Nationals, president of baseball operations, David Force, the GM of the Oakland A's, releasing unprecedented statements today that they pulled their players off the field and MLB better get its act together. Was I surprised to read this? Yes, I was. When you are the commissioner of baseball or the number two or number three person in baseball, you have prepared your GMs who have then prepared their managers, who have then prepared their players. The only thing that they knew going into this spring training part de is that it was a guarantee to be different with hiccups. It was a guarantee that in a game of routine where players crave routine, they need it. That's what spring training is for, for the rhythm, that there would be no rhythm. And for players who don't realize that or who think the risk is greater today than it was yesterday or the day before, have missed the point on the original assumption of risk. By agreeing to a 60-game schedule and agreeing to the health protocols, everyone has assumed a very high level of risk. There is no guarantee opening day will be July 23rd. Schedule show or no schedule show. There is no guarantee that once the season starts that it will finish. There's no guarantee that if the playoffs start, they will finish. Why? Because the only thing that we have learned since this pandemic started is that we don't know what tomorrow brings. It will bring a sunrise, but that's about all I can guarantee you. And in order to embrace that, you have to stay flexible. So if teams have to be pulled off the field and not work out, that's how it goes. If you have to play a doubleheader or stay an extra day or play one fewer game or have teams who play fewer games because of weather, because of lack of ability to reschedule, because of COVID, that's how it goes. What is the example that you can think of where the response would not be, that's how it goes? The answer is opt-outs and positive tests at any one time. 
Those are two things that can be negotiated in advance, and so far they have not been, and I'm wondering why. Why are baseball players dripping and dropping and drabbing? Is that the expression, Coca? Dripping and drabbing, drips and drabs? I think that's what it is. When like a faucet and you can't stop it or your shower and it just sort of drips and it drives you insane, that's what's happening with players opting out. First, we had Ryan Zimmerman in terms of well-known players, the Washington National player. He opted out. He's done anyway. Felix Hernandez, he's done. He opted out with the Braves. He was on a one-year deal, potential Hall of Famer, but he was finished. The Braves are saying, wow, what a, what a loss for our organization. It's not. He's rotation depth, and that's it. Drips and drabs. Welcome back, Coca. He was in the bathroom. Get it? Drips, drabs, any case. So Ryan Zimmerman, again, the Nationals had to sign him because of the World Series. He opts out. They save a bunch of money. Moving on. Then David Price opts out. A little more interesting. He gets paid $16 million by the Red Sox this year, $16 million by the Dodgers this year. He was the player traded along with Mookie Betts. People are calling him a major trade piece. Let me quickly explain to you and remind you, because the Mookie Betts trade feels like about 30 weeks ago. I was going to say 30 years ago. That doesn't say 30 days ago. I ended up with 30 weeks. It feels like months and months ago, right? Years and years. David Price was a throw-in in the Mookie Betts trade. The Red Sox were trying to find any team to take David Price. David Price had three years and $96 million left on his contract and basically was a declining asset, if not underperforming. The Dodgers, by getting a year of Mookie Betts, agreed to take on David Price for three years and pay half his salary. David Price walks away from his prorated $32 million, which would be about $11.8 million this year. He walks away from that because he says it's family, he wants to be safe. I have great respect. Whatever David Price wants to do, whatever his reasoning is. The reality is the Dodgers and Red Sox both saved $5.9 million and and the Red Sox will come out and say, we're happy. The Dodgers will say they're despondent, but they're not. They've got enough rotation depth with Urias and Alex Wood and they'll find pitchers. Finding $6 million to save is not easy. Now, let's dig a little deeper into the opt-out discussion. When a player opts out by definition under the new agreement of March 26th, that was the, really this whole conversation. Remember for weeks and weeks, we've been talking about the fighting back and forth. The agreement states that if a player opts out of the 2020 season, which he has every right to do, that player will not receive either service time or salary. For longtime listeners of Nothing Personal, you know service time is gold. For someone like David Price, it is not because he's got all the service time he needs. He's a free agent. He's got long-term contract security, which means he can opt out of this year and he still has two years of his deal left. He can't delay the three years of his deal. He actually loses a year, so he gets two years. That's not the story, though. What happens if the season gets canceled after 10 games? Does David Price then opt in? Does David Price then say, wait a minute, I think it's going to be canceled. I'm opting back in because I know it's going to be canceled. And there's going to be a time frame between the actual cancellation 
and when that has been decided. So let's do a little math for you. Back in March in the old days, Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz tested positive for COVID-19 and they shut down the league two minutes later. MLB then met. They shut down spring training about 24 hours later. And that was that. Those were the old days. Now there is advanced notice. We know what's going on with COVID-19. The union and the commissioner are discussing how many players opting out, how many players testing positive will it take when we say that's enough. We are now not moving forward with the season because it's clearly not one or two players because we know so many have tested positive already. MLB and the union, by the way, gave you the falsest press release last week that 1.2% of the players had tested positive. Everyone was congratulating the baseball players. You've been safe. You've been smart. Way to go. It turns out that was a bunch of horse hockey. There was no way of knowing how many players had been tested because it turns out not all the players have been tested for their intake yet. Forget testing once they are at spring training. Not all the players have been tested to report to the second spring training. So we don't know what the denominator is. And if you don't know the denominator, the numerator really doesn't much matter, does it, when you're looking at a percentage? What do I mean denominator? One over two. Two's the denominator. One's the numerator. One over two is a half. I would like half of your plate of spaghetti. Oh, I had the wrong denominator. I meant four. It's one over four. That's a quarter. Is there a difference between a quarter of your plate and a half of your plate? Yes, there is. I'm a no at a half. I'm a yes at a quarter. So how many players are really testing positive? Eh, We don't know. What we do know is that baseball has the right to decide when enough will be enough. And when they do, there will be information disseminated through the player ranks. So let's pretend you're David Price for a moment. And you get word that it seems as though they are trending toward a shutdown. Do you immediately opt back in? Do you say, hey, I feel much better. I'm ready to go. Because you want to get five or seven days of pay? Someone like David Price won't do it because he gets paid enough. But other players not making as much who are opting out for different reasons, maybe they will. It just leads to problems because there's been no deadline. The other sports gave you a deadline. If you don't opt out by X day, you have opted in, period. In baseball, just before we ran on the air today, Nick Marcakis of the Atlanta Braves decided to opt out. We don't know what Mike Trout and Buster Posey are doing. Sean Doolittle, they're saying we may be comfortable, we may not be comfortable. We're a little comfortable. We're semi-comfortable. We're semi-conductors. As a president of a team, I'd be very frustrated with this. I can't go to sleep at night as it is. Imagine going to sleep, waking up, saying, I'm not just worried about shoulders and elbows and hamstrings, and glutes, and obliques. Now I'm worried that a player is going to wake up and opt out. I have to know so I can plan. Am I telling you that baseball is not going to be played on July 23rd? I'm not. What I'm telling you is that there has been a very disappointing increase in testing. Positives, I should say. There has been a lack of discipline amongst many people. Not everyone. There are players responsible, just like there are people responsible. But when you leave your house, you know very well who's being responsible and who's not. When you go online and on Twitter and see parties going on at the beaches or wherever they were for the holidays, you know that there are people who don't get it. It's not that they don't understand it. They don't feel it. 
and they don't feel it because it hasn't impacted them. If I'm a baseball player, I know that my actions will impact other people in a very palpable way. Will that change the behavior of baseball players? No. My biggest concern about the Major League Baseball season is that players will not be able to do the necessary distancing and separating that will stop them from contracting COVID. But then my worry gets worse. Freddie Freeman tested positive for the Braves. You know how? He doesn't either. He never left the house, he said. How did he get it? This is the worry. If people like Freddie Freeman can get it, imagine those who are not being as responsible. This is the beginning of the next phase of the corona story. And believe me, this will continue to develop. Nothing personal will always have you covered. It's a holiday and it's over. Thanks for being at Nothing Personal. You know how to find me on YouTube, us, me, Coca, the group. Nothing Personal with David Sampson is the YouTube channel. Download, rate, and review. Hope you like the mailbag episode, end of month. We do it again every month. <clears throat> Submit your questions in a review of our show. Don't forget to tell your friends about Nothing Personal. Lot to talk about right now with this topic. Coca, I'm doing it. Coca and I sat around and we talked about how to deal with this topic. It's a complicated one, but it needs to be discussed. The Washington Redskins, they're in the news. Why? Because they are now pondering changing their nickname. Redskins is the nickname, Washington is the city name. This is not news. I want to bring everyone back and I want to frame the debate a little bit better. I want to explain to you that Daniel Snyder is the owner of the Washington Redskins. Daniel Snyder bought the team from, oh, Coca. Jack Ken Cook, is that possible? Do I have that right that Dan Snyder bought it from the Jack Ken Cook family? I believe that's in my head. Why it would be in my head, I have no idea. Since he's purchased the team, he has had tremendous financial success and tremendous off-field success. His on-field success has been questionable. His leadership methods have been assaulted. His popularity, remember Dan Snyder, is the one who kept us off the charts of worst owners. It doesn't mean Daniel Snyder is the worst owner ever. I don't know Daniel Snyder. I know him through people. What do I mean by that? So people pretend they know me just because they read about me or see me on the show or see me on CBS or see me on Survivor. And so they make judgments and decisions about the way I am. Then they meet me in person and make totally different judgments, some good, some bad, but different. Because when you see someone on TV, you don't know them. I did a podcast recently with a, a bunch of fans of the uh, Levitard show who have their own show called uh, Local After Hours. I think it's L-O-U-R, After Hours, whatever, whatever. I can't remember what it's called. But it was fascinating to do that. There were like 12 or 14 of them on the show. And I, could, I was on it for an hour. And what I recognized is that there was something happening during that podcast that I changed from being a character on a radio show or on a podcast to being real because I was talking directly to them 
and they were taken aback at how similar I was off the air versus on the air. Because that's what nothing personal is. I give you my thoughts on business. It's nothing personal. I am who I am. Daniel Snyder has a part to play. He is an owner of a team. What he says goes. He is a businessman first. He'll claim he's a football owner. He'll claim he's a GM. He'll claim he's a talent evaluator, a scout evaluator. Every single person in sports, every one of them, every GM, every player, every scout, they are business people first. They take care of themselves, their jobs, their money first. It doesn't mean they're selfish. It doesn't mean they're bad at their job or they don't think company first. Daniel Snyder for years has been told to change the nickname of his team. He said, no, no, no. Thank you, but no. Dear sir, thank you for your inquiry as to whether or not we'll be changing the name of the Washington Redskins. After much thought and contemplation, we have decided that we are going to honor the tradition of this great ball club. Love and kisses, Dan. So what's changed? Wait for it on nothing personal because you know what's changed. What happens when your top sponsors call you on the phone and say, Dan, we have a small issue here. We want you to change the name. And Dan says, thanks for the call. Love you, miss you. Talk to you later. Click. He then picks up the phone and he dials his lawyer and says, quick question for you. Um, do we have a situation here where we could lose our naming rights deal or our sponsors? Anybody? Do we? Okay, call me back. Hey, my PR guy, how bad is it out there? Are people really, is it serious this time that we have to change the name? Well, I'm going to do a statement. I'm going to absolutely say we're going to look at it. Okay. Anybody else call for me today? Oh, God. Fred? Fred, Fred, is that you? Fred, it's Dan. How are you? Hey, how are things at FedEx? Well, good, Dan. Thank you. I founded it. I'm the chairman and CEO. I know exactly how things are at FedEx. Are you doing all right, Dan? How's the name change thing coming? Well, Fred, I'm really not really going to take a look at it. Well, Dan, um, I'm telling you right now, you got to change it. Because if not, I want to sell my shares in the team. I don't want to be associated with you anymore. Fred, what are you talking about? Fred, we're great friends. Best friends? I wouldn't say we're best friends, Dan. We're friends. We're fine. You've been great. My investment's been great. But I can't be associated with you anymore. Hold on, Fred. I'll call you right back. Hey, um, it's Dan. Can you check the other two limited partners? Where do they stand? They, they do? They want to sell to... One second. Fred, it's Dan again. All three of you want to sell 40% of the Redskins? What if I change the name? Do you still want to sell? Wait, can I buy the 40% from you at the valuation you bought it at with like an 8% return? No? Fred, what do you want? Well, well, Dan, the team's worth billions now. I want my percentage of the several billion dollars this is worth. But Fred, who are you going to find to buy that? You know how limiting it is to be a limited partner of mine. You have no say in anything. And you make your company give money to the team, which I appreciate. Yeah, you get a ring, but we never win them. You get good seats if you buy them. Yeah, you get to meet the hogs once in a while, but that's it. All right. No. What? Double click. It's a double click-a-thon for the Redskins right now. 
FedEx, Nike, Pepsi, limited partners, they are attacking Dan Snyder on all sides over this name change. What makes for today and why Dan Snyder will acquiesce and there will be a name change? Because he has no financial choice. Years past, it didn't impact one thing he did. Now he realizes that it is real dollars in his pocket and real risk of his asset losing valuation. And with revenue down and so uncertain, corporate revenue, naming rights revenue, why does FedEx want to keep paying naming rights revenue for a stadium that may sit empty for an entire season? Are they going to want money back? Are they going to allow the payments to go to the Redskins that Dan Snyder uses to increase his bottom line? Dan Snyder, like many other owners, does not like answering to people. But in this case, he had no choice. Isn't that wonderful? I think it is scrumptious that Dan Snyder is being pressured into following through on something that he should have done a decade ago. And he's going to make believe that he has found God. He will make an announcement, wait to see, and he will have a long statement that will be massaged by PR people until the oil has come run out of the bottle. There's going to be lotion, little massage. The statement will say, after much contemplation, this is the opportunity for me to show that our organization is tolerant that we appreciate and understand the plight of the many and we will no longer be in the camp of the few. The new name will be the Washington. It's going to happen. You know, what's not going to happen, by the way, Fred Smith selling his share. It's not happening. It's just not. What will this mean? Just on a separate note, the Atlanta Braves, the Cleveland Indians, the Florida State Seminoles. Isn't there a team called the Aztecs somewhere, Coca? Like a college team? I remember reading that. I don't remember what team that is. The San Diego State Aztecs. What are they doing? Are they all changing their names? How's the pressure? When will it stop? Hmm. Well, the Braves came out and said, we don't think we're going to change our name. The Indians came out and said, we're going to look at it. The Cleveland Indians. They're going to do more than look at it, folks. They're going to change. The Braves actually did an entire different strategy. They released a statement just saying, listen, we honor, support, and value the Native American community. That will never change. Thank you. That is a value-added statement by the Braves as an explanation, which actually means nothing. Which team doesn't honor, support, and value all communities? Do you think there are teams that will come out? Do I have to come on every day and say that I value, honor, support the black community? I honor, support, and value the white community. I honor, value, and support the Native American community. I honor, value, and support the Martian community. Isn't it just that we should honor, support, and value people? All people? Not sure why I do a statement exemplifying the fact that despite our chant with a chop during a game, which by the way, during 18 years I was in the NL East, the Atlanta Brave chant, uh, 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 u
I couldn't stand it. I literally couldn't stand going to games in Atlanta. Of course, that happened in Miami too. Isn't that what we're trying to get rid of? Yeah. It's going to be a lot, of, a lot of meetings going on. We're going to talk about all of them. The timing is very interesting on something. Who did it this weekend? Tell me. Did you? Did you? My name is Aaron Burr, sir. After the break, we're going to talk about Alexander Hamilton. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Welcome back. My name is Alexander Hamilton. Just you wait. That's all I can do. Hamilton released this weekend. More people watched Hamilton this weekend than who had seen it on Broadway in the five years it's been on Broadway and off-Broadway. Why do I know that? Because Lin-Manuel Miranda said it. Lin-Manuel Miranda is the creator, writer, producer, and original cast member of Hamilton. It was released as a movie, an Oscar. Basically, it could be nominated for an Oscar. I don't think it will. The performances could be nominated. I don't think they will. It is a live performance of the Hamilton Broadway play that they filmed with multiple cameras, and released as a two and a half hour movie because that's how long the show is. If you have not gotten in, by the way, sorry, CBS, but I'm, you got up, you got outbid and that's how it goes. Go get Disney Plus. Get CBS All Access too. But Disney Plus lets you watch Hamilton for $9.99 a month. Keep it for a year, then cancel it. You're paying $120 for a free year of Disney and you get to watch Hamilton. It's better than being at the show. Hamilton is about one of our founding fathers, Alexander Hamilton. I knew absolutely nothing about him. I'm embarrassed to tell you. I went to high school. I went to college. I went to law school. I did not know the details of Alexander Hamilton. He died in a duel with Aaron Burr, played perfectly by Leslie Odom. 
Jr. played Aaron Burr. Alexander Hamilton was involved with George Washington. He was involved in the Battle of Yorktown. He was basically the man who created the country that we live in today. There were a group of them. Have you ever heard me sing on Nothing Personal, The Room Where It Happens? Wanting to be in the room where it happens? That is a reference to Hamilton. It's Leslie Odom Jr. playing Aaron Burr talking about a deal that was cut between Thomas Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton, and, a, and James Madison. They cut a deal between the North and the South, which made Washington, D.C. the capital of the country. That was the room where it happens. And Aaron Burr wanted to be in the room where it happens, and he wasn't. Being in the room where it happens is everything in the world. I watched a lot. I've seen a lot of shows. I love Broadway. I admit it. I love Broadway. I love musicals. You know that. I love romantic comedies. I love them. Hamilton is everything. It is a hip-hop musical. I didn't know what that meant until I saw it. It's all spoken in song. There's not one line of dialogue in two and a half hours. Not one line. Now you're going to freak out and say, I can't deal with it. I can't understand it. You will watch it more than once. I've watched it three times. I've learned more each of the three times. I've caught lines and references. Lin-Manuel Miranda, for me, is the single most brilliant writer with Aaron Sorkin now bumped down to second place. His ability to take Alexander Hamilton's life and create this show, it's unparalleled. Hamilton, please watch it. Oh, this is a good one. So you want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson, get on my Twitter at David P. Samson, D-A-V-I-D-P-S-A-M-S-O-N. I'm a little schwitzy. If you're not watching on YouTube, then you have no idea I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm bringing it to your attention. If you are watching, I only say the beard is very hot. So you want to talk to Samson. By the way, it's day 113 of the beard challenge. Remember the beard challenge that we did? where we're not going to shave until there's opening day, me and Coca. Well, it's still going. We gave $1,000 a day away to organizations for 100 days. That 100 days expired 13 days ago. And we're still here with our beards, hoping. Coca and I were talking yesterday as we were preparing for the week of shows, saying the minute there's a first pitch between the Yankees and the Nationals on July 23rd, we can shave. If the season gets canceled in the top of the first with one out, we're still shaving because opening pitch of opening day happened. It's our game. Our rules deal with it. Even Wilson wants me to shave for Christ's sake. Day 113 of that MLB challenge. So David P. Sampson is Twitter at David P. Sampson. What you do is you get right into my Twitter. My DMs are open. Ask me a question. I'll read it, maybe, hopefully, try to. Respond to it, maybe, hopefully, try to. And put it into a show? That's got to be a question. That will be interesting for a one and all. Mostly me. This was a good one. Can you explain the COVID injured list in Major League Baseball and whether teams could use that list to their advantage? Thank you. I can't even smile. Coco, when I smile, I'm looking at myself in a camera. 
which is not a camera. It's a computer camera, which by the way, Coke, am I getting a better camera at some point and a light? Anyway, I can't even see my teeth when I smile, but I love that question. By the way, COVID's totally ignoring me, despondent, thinking that I'm distracted and will not be able to return to the original So You Want to Talk to Samson, which of course I will, because it's perfect. In baseball, there's two lists. There's the 15-day injured list and the 60-day injured list. Players on the 15-day injured list can't play for 15 days but remain as part of your 40-man roster. You get 40 players on a roster in baseball, of which on any given day, 25 are active. It's now 26, actually. New rule. That's in the regular world of baseball. When someone's going to be out for a long time, you put them on the 60-day injured list. Someone who has Tommy John as an example. They go on that injured list. They still get paid, but they don't count on your 40-man roster. So if you know someone's going to be out for a long time, you replace it with him with someone who can be active and helpful. 15 day, 60 day. This year is a shortened season. The rules have changed. There's a 15 day injured list. That's the same. And a 45 day injured list that has replaced the 60 day. But in addition to your 40 man roster, You've got a squad of 60 players you can choose from because there's no minor league baseball. And from those 60 players, you'll have 30 active players instead of 26 for the first two weeks. And then it goes down to 28 and 26 after a month. But they created a third injury list this season. It's called the COVID injury list. And guess how many is the days... That's not English. Guess how many days you can be on the COVID injury list? You guessed it. Guess what the minimum is? You got it. Guess what the maximum is? Yes, you got it. None. None. And none. There is no limit. There's no minimum. There's no maximum. And Best of all, there's no reason. You can put a player on the COVID list, keep him there two days, five days, 10 days, 20 days, 40 days, 60 days. The COVID list is ripe for manipulation because you don't even need to test positive. David, you can go on the COVID list. You've got a symptom. Ooh, I got a thing. By the way, it's meant for people like me, right? The typical Jewish hypochondriac, which I am. Who I am. I'm not a witch. I'm a who. I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. That's Princess Bride. Thank you, Carol Kane. I got a little thing in my genetic Ah, COVID. You're on the list. Ooh, you tested positive. We're not going to tell anyone you're going on the COVID list. Why would I want people on the COVID list? Because I can bring them back whenever I want to. All you have to do to get off the COVID list, wait for it, is two negative tests within a 24-hour period. Hold on. Let me imagine this. I have a pitching problem. 
I've got some injuries. I need to get a player onto my active roster. I've got him on the COVID list, except he's not positive for COVID. So I know that he can test positive because he's being tested every day. I know he's got two negative tests. I'm going to wait for the second test. Give him the second test, bring him off the COVID list after three days. Hmm. Is that a manipulation? Is that lying? Is that a problem? Absolutely not. You make the rules. I'll follow them, but I'm going to follow them to the T and use them to whatever advantage I can. There are players right now. It's very bizarre. Joe Girardi, the new manager of the Phillies, can't explain where some of his players are because of HIPAA considerations. That means privacy, medical privacy. I don't know where they are. I can't talk about it. I know a little. I can't say more. I don't know much, but I'll say little. I know you want more, but I don't have anything. I'll give you a little something. They'll be here another day. Maybe. Anyone need anything else? Where it used to be, we'd have to say this player is on the 15-day Injured list because of a sore groin, sore elbow, undisclosed domestic injury, all sorts of reasons. 60-day DL surgery on his right pectoral muscle. The point is with COVID list, you don't have to give a reason. You don't have to give a season. You're in like Flynn. Put five guys on it. When is it going to be released? Who's on the COVID list? Well, if you're a writer, you know the active list. You know the 15-day, the 45-day. You know the active roster. And you know that if you're not one of those, you're on the COVID list. Will there be any sort of nefarious action? I'm not going to call it nefarious because those are the rules. I think it could have been better negotiated. Let's watch for it. So you want to talk to Samson. That's the COVID injury list. And whether teams will use it to their advantage, you bet your COVID nasal swab saliva test they will. Anything they'll use as an advantage. Wait to see. Wait to see is when we catch up and we're going to catch up right now. When I say things, either they're true or they're not true, I'm going to return to them. Most people ignore it, say it went away. I was right. I said it. I was wrong. No, when I'm wrong, I'll tell you when I'm right. I'll tell you. February 13th, I told you, wait to see the Astros will win 100 games. Eh, I'm wrong. They're only playing 60. But I did say they'll make it to the World Series. That could be half right, but they won't win 100 games. On April 30th, check it, nothing personal fans, I said minor league baseball season will be canceled. It was That's a yes. On June 8th, I say within two weeks, they will not allow players to practice anywhere without a negative COVID test. That ended up being true. That's a yes. What's my wait to see today? We talked about opt-outs to start the show. David Price will not be the highest profile MLB player to opt out. No way. There will be someone else more high profile than David Price to opt out. And we as a team and an industry and a fan base, we'll look at that player and say, we get it. We get it. It was business. It's nothing personal. 